Hello, everybody. We are Ken and Lisa Henderson. We'd like to welcome you to the Faith Works Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. We are going to be looking into the lives of ordinary people, and we'll be examining how faith in God is working in their lives and how it will work in yours. We are very excited to bring you testimonies, release prophetic words, and examine Scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow. Thanks again for joining our conversation. Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast. Hey, and welcome to our podcast. Lisa and I are honored to have Pastor Stovall Weems with us today. Stovall and his wife, Carrie, founded Celebration Church in 1998 in Jacksonville, Florida. Since then, Celebration has grown to include local, regional, and international church locations. Stovall is an author, and he's written several different books. Stovall is the author of Awakening, A New Approach to Faith, Fasting and Spiritual Freedom, and The God First Life, Uncomplicating Your Life. In 2018, he experienced a powerful supernatural encounter with the Lord that has changed his ministry forever, and he's here to share with us about that today. We want to welcome you to the Faith Works Podcast. Yeah, it's great to be with you, Ken and Lisa, and I just want to thank everyone for having me. All right. All right. We're excited. So I guess it's been a couple of years since you had this experience where God really just kind of came into the building and wrecked you, so to speak, is is the term that we like to use, and and just uh, change maybe part of your thinking, your theology, and and so talk about that if you will. Yeah. So so my my in, encounter with the Lord happened. Uh, Two years ago, on the night of Passover, so it'd be a little bit over two years ago, and uh, that was one of the years where the night of Passover actually lined up with Good Friday. And so, uh, Paul Wilbur—we have a great family in our church, the Wilbers—and Paul Wilbur is uh, uh, just an awesome man of God. And of course, many people know that he has a great worship ministry. Years before this. When Passover and Good Friday lined up, we had Paul come in and do a, a service where he he walked us more through, uh, you know, what would really be the Lord's Supper, you know, with the matzah and explaining the four cups, and it was uh, it was really awesome. Um, and so, two years ago in 2018, that Passover lined up again with Good Friday, and so uh, asked Paul, "Hey, can you, you know, come in and and do your." do your Hebrew, do your, do your Jewish kind of Seder demonstration. And I say it that way because until that point, I was, I was just very like, uh, you know, I loved Israel. I know you don't mess with Israel. I pray for the Jewish people. We give to Israel, but uh, any kind of Jewish roots, any kind of Israel deal, any kind of, I, 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 I just didn't think it, it mattered. It's like a, I knew that seed of Abraham blessing we gave and, and all that kind of stuff, but I just just really didn't think it mattered and I had no interest in it, you know? And so it's just important to know that going yeah. into my encounter with the Lord. Yeah. Well, I, that was going to be my question is what, what were you like, bef- you know, before this encounter? And you just summed that up that, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of interest in, I mean, you loved the Jewish people, but there wasn't a lot of interest in the culture or digging deeper into all of that. 
Right, right. Yeah, you know, I guess you could say my background in church, I would be the American church growth, you know, mega church, just all about growth and reaching people. And of course, we want the church to grow. And of course, we want to reach people. But in in that world, which there's just a whole lot of good, good happening in that world, I want to say, but however, so much is filtered around what is the most convenient thing for lost people and people in general on a Sunday? So anything that doesn't fit in the context of making it comfortable for lost people, it's not in your thinking. So, so that's not in the scope. So you're saying that's more like seeker friendly. We weren't seeker friendly. I definitely make a, a distinction between, you know, what okay. we were doing in seeker friendly. It was more, we preached the word and we, you know, we were, we were seeking after God. It wasn't like we were watering things down right. for, for people, but we were doing things in a way, our, our presentation, our branding, our atmosphere, and what we taught was very much around what is relevant, what's working, what's cultural, what's this, instead of understanding it's the Lord's church and we're called the steward, you know, all the things that go with that. The shift then that took place with this encounter, I mean, you just had the encounter or did something happen that kind of led you into the encounter? That's a great question. And yes. And so, you know, many people not think you guys, right? Ken, y'all did the the book about awakening mm-hmm. a few years ago with the interview with the article. And so yes. for years and years, you know, we'd always in January had a, had a season and an event, a conference called Awakening. And so that would take place in January, and it included 21 days of prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. You know, when I got saved, I cut my teeth on the mission field, spent years and years not living, but constantly going down there, sometimes once at a time to the Amazon jungle. And so I was really involved in missions for a long time right after I got saved. I knew the power of prayer and fasting, and that's always missions and prayer and fasting, all those things have been a deep, deep part of who I am. And so when, after our planning and celebration, that stayed with the church. And so in 2018, as we were going into this season of awakening, prayer and fasting, the Lord really, uh, I would say he just, he just apprehended me like it was a, I get emotional. It was a, 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 a loving, but very sobering apprehension. And to sum it to sum it up, he he was when I when I say he said he, um, he's he's showing me I, I feel like I see I see and then it's here he said you really you, you like a warning like you uh, you need to follow me re- real closely and you're gonna hear my voice and I need you to I need you to obey me like I it was there was something was gonna happen. And I needed to lock in. And so I did. And we entered our season of prayer and fasting. And, and what I would say, what the Lord started doing is I would be, several of them were in Sunday morning settings. So, you know, our, our, our church, you know, we'd have thousands of people there on Sunday morning and, you know, multiple services and all this stuff. And the Lord started asking me to do things that in my mind, in my training, I didn't think we should do this on Sunday morning. I didn't think Sunday morning was the right place to do it. That's not the right environment to do that. 
And so there were turning points of one of these things was one, one Sunday, and it was just jam-packed, and it was towards the end of the service. And the Lord said, there's people in here. He's telling me there's, there's people in here contemplating suicide. I want you to call them down front. Don't let people leave without calling them down front. And so I instantly, there's so many of these, I'm just going to give you one, a, a couple for time's sake. So I instantly, I instantly go into my church growth, my, you know, the right environment for the right thing mode. I'm like, man, this is not the right environment for that. I mean, you know, what if it's a wife and she's with her husband and she gets up and it's thousands of people. That's embarrassing. That could, you know, that could cause shame. And, you know, maybe I'll say it this way, you know, if you're, you're struggling with depression or worse, you know, meet us, meet us over here on the side. You know, you, I right. just, I, I'm arguing, you know, I don't think I heard that. I'm arguing with the Lord and I'll, and I'll never forget. I'll never forget what he said. And in my mind, I was going over and I was like, that's, that's not the right environment for this. And the Lord said, whose environment is this? It was really humbling. And uh, so, so I, so I'm up on the stage and I'm thinking, all right, you know, if this, I'm going to look like a, and I, I, I'd say, you know, the Lord, the Lord told me that there's some people in here that are struggling with severe depression, even suicide. And I know this is out of the norm, but I feel like that he, you know, he's telling me for you to come up front, for you to come up front in front of all these people. And if you feel come up front, he'll set you free. And uh, no one moves. Oh, wow. There's like 2,500, 3,000 people in there. No, no one, no one moves. And I'm thinking in my mind, I've made God look bad. I look like a, a flake. <laughs> oh, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I see this uh, girl way in the back, almost right in front of me at the very top. And she gets up. She walks all the way down, starts walking down the aisle to the, to the altar. And when she hits the floor from the staging area, it was like 200 people wow. got up and came to the altar for suicidal thoughts. I'm looking at people that have been in my church for years. Wow. And I'm thinking like, is this really what's going on under the hood? Like, am I sending people home every week thinking they heard a great message and encouragement and like, this is really what's going on under the hood, so to speak. And so it was things like that, that, I would say what the Lord was doing me, it was doing in me was it was a death to self-preservation. It was, it was just death to self-preservation and uh, in many humbling moments. And then so that was going on. Then about three weeks before Passover, he spoke to me and he said, build me an altar. 
And I, uh, I was like, well, we have an altar. You know, <laughs> we have a stage, we have an altar. And the Lord said, build me an altar. So I just thought, okay. I called Matt, you know, our guy said, the Lord said to build him an altar. Matt said, we already have an altar. <laughs> and I said, well, then I guess let's build a bigger one. <laughs> so we, we, we kind of redid the stage. We moved some chairs back. It was like creating this sacred space, this altar. We didn't know what it was. We we're just obeying God. And then that brought us to that Passover night with, with Paul Wilbur. Yeah. Wow. So let me just backtrack just a second. So when you're responding to the voice of God, telling you to do these things that are outside the norm for you um, in these settings, <laughs> your leadership that's been with you for some time, they know it's outside the norm for you to call people down having suicidal thoughts. What, what was their response? I've, uh, I've, been, I've been pastoring the church for, for 20 years. And so obviously, you know, Karen, Karen and I have built a lot of trust and 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 trust equity in the in our staff and in the community and in the people and so you know they I mean to be honest they they just you know, they, yeah they loved it and that you know when they would see God move God would come through every time and so when they would see God move it move and everyone can could sense something's happening we're going somewhere people getting saved and on fire for God leading up to that Passover night. Wow. All right. So, so you're obeying God and he's, he's stretching your faith and getting you to just step outside the box and let him move. So then you're now it's, it's Passover night. So it's Passover night. So we're doing the, the good Friday service, good Friday and Passover on the same night. So we're doing the good Friday service and, and really, you know, we, we, we kept it very simple. We did some worship and then the plan was, you know, Paul really goes through, you know, the matzah and the, 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 the Hebrew tradition of, of the Lord's Supper and the Seder meal and, and the four cups. And so the plan was he was going to do that and then call me up at the end, you know, when we were going to minister the bread and the juice together. And so that's what we did, to be honest, like I was tired was not feeling very spiritual. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, um, I was tired. I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, Easter is coming up. And, you know, and so he called me up on the stage. And I was just standing beside him a little bit, kind of backed up. I can remember, I can, I'm, I'm just trying to walk through this. I can remember when I got on the stage and Paul was about to, what he was doing is he would, he would read in Hebrew whatever he was saying in Hebrew, and then he would say it in English. And so, I remember when I got on the stage, like I, it was, it was. At first, I felt just real, a little sleepy, and then it just got. It was, he, it was heavy. It was, it was the Holy Spirit. You know, we've all experienced the presence of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, but this was, this was a, a weight. Kabod. It was a yes. It was it was weighty. It was heavy, and so Paul was what I now know the part he was he was uh, praying in Hebrew when he got to the bread. When he said in Hebrew that thing for the bread, you know, which I think is you know, blessed are you, Lord God, King of the you know, yeah. when he got to the part about the bread. 
when he said that in Hebrew, when he said that about the bread, it, it was another voice. It was like it started to come out like Paul's and it went from mono to stereo. It, it went to penetrating. It, 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 was, it was alive. It wasn't, it wasn't his voice. So I'm thinking that's not Paul's voice. That Hebrew, that's not Paul's voice. And the, the best way for me to describe what happened then was whatever that was, that statement that I heard in another Hebrew voice that I did not know was the Lord's voice yet, but I'm something supernatural is, is happening, I know. Right. The best way I could say it kept, it kept re. Uh, reverberating like it, it wouldn't it wouldn't leave like it, it just keep it's reverberating in me that's the best word I'm hearing it over right I'm hearing it over and so then a presence that I've never felt I've been saved for a long time about 30 years now I've had powerful experiences in the presence of God and the Holy Spirit and all those things. But the presence, I'm in the Holy Spirit, that the presence of God, it was the presence of the Son. It was the personality. It was the personality of Jesus. It was, it was unmistakable. It was instant. It was terrifying, but loving like it's it is it is jesus and my when that happened i said in my i don't know if i said it in my mind i'm like jesus is here he is here and then that's when when i turned from where that presence the personality of jesus was when i turned that's when i saw jesus wow know what that means when you say something like that i saw jesus standing on our stage looking out into the congregation. So it was like the way I remember he would be a little bit, I mean, you can't see me because he'd be a, a little bit far, and he's standing there looking out in the congregation. And so when I saw the Lord, the mom, I'm, is that G? Is that Jesus? Is I, am I dreaming? Am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? You know, you're, you're going right. and all those kind of things. And then the next thing that I know is I'm uh, I'm on the stage. I know I'm on the stage, okay? I'm on the stage. I know where I am, but I'm I'm in another place. So I would I would use language like in the heavenlies, the the Please, people listening to these things, don't. I'm just trying to put language around something that there's not a good word for, okay? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so, so maybe, you know, like in the Bible, you, when they saw the heavens opened, it was like the heavens were opened. Right. And it was like the, my realm was pulled back, and I was in the other realm. The heavens were opened, even though I was standing on our stage. And so at first, when that happened, the first thing, the overwhelming, overwhelming, the first thing I thought was, I'm at the Last Supper. 
I've time, I've time traveled back to the Last Supper. Wow. And, 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 and this is why. I couldn't see. I couldn't see where I was yet. It was, everything was, you know, it's, it's traumatic. It's a good trauma, but it's very, so I can't see yet. I'm feeling, I'm, I'm, it's, I think I can feel the disciples. I'm at the Last Supper. Jesus is about to go to the cross. I'm at that table with them. At the Last Supper, I can feel every emotion. I can feel, ah, uh, I'm at the Last Supper. But then is now my sight starts to get clear, right? Uh-huh. As, my, as I start to see, well, I'm, this isn't a dark room 2,000 years ago. Oh, this is a whole nother place. And so the best way I, I, I describe it, it was a, it, it was a heavenly Hebraic. <laughs> wow. So that was what was in here, and that's what matched what I saw. It feels like we're at the Last Supper over 2,000 years ago, but we're in the, this heavenly realm. There's a table. That table is white. Here is Jesus standing okay he there's a table i'm to okay i would be to his right i'm standing i'm going to get to this in a moment that is my place that's where that's where he placed me and everyone's places it's very important now i'll get to that that's where he placed me for for that night, for that Passover, that was my place. And everyone's place in the family of God, every single person, it's very important. If you could feel your place where God places you, you would, you would see how important it is, to, how important it is to the Lord. You would, uh, you would realize that we're all equals. You would realize that every single place in His body and in His family. It's it's uh it's so important to him, you know who you are, your value, and your place, you know, and and so I think of those scriptures like you know we're seated in heavenly places, wow. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I, it's the uh, it's t- it's taking me almost two years with Hebrew scholarship and all kind of things and counsel putting language around. Uh, this encounter, I will say that where I believe I was, that the the Lord showed us in seeking Him with with uh, some counsel uh, shortly after my encounter, was I believe that I was in the heavenly Zion in Hebrews chapter twelve. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We want to encourage you to join us next week as Pastor Stovall Weems continues the testimony of his amazing encounter. You don't want to miss it. Meanwhile, for more information about Pastor Stovall Weems' ministry, you can go to his website at www.celebration.org. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at cornerstonegm.org for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth. 
can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa, L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson, or you can follow our ministries at My Salt Life Church and at Cornerstone Global M. See you next week.